Cool. So we're live. I'm Dave. I'm the host, and this is Kylie. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of different topics today, but especially about self-love, maybe get into dominance, and maybe just explore and see where the conversation goes. Um, and I hope you guys awesome. enjoy it. So my first question is, um, can you tell us a little bit about you, Kylie, and, and maybe how we met um, and what you've been up to for the last few years? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we met probably five years ago now um, on a train in Israel. Um, we sat next to each other and I, I think we were both alone and we just sparked up a conversation and um, here we are five years later, something like that. Pretty cool how the world kind of brings you back around to each other. Um, my name's Kylie. Um, I'm from Seattle. Uh, moved to Chicago for a while after graduating high school and then moved to Israel. Um, and I was in Israel for three years. And um, after living in Israel, I actually got married in Israel, moved back to uh, the States because my ex wanted to live in the States. And um, that's kind of where my transformation started, actually, was the end of that relationship. Um, so I had just moved back to the States with my Israeli uh, husband. Um, and as that relationship was ending, uh, we were both kind of starting to dabble in um, something deeper in life. Um, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, love, higher power. Um, but as he left, I kind of hit my rock bottom. Um, and how I came out of that was basically listening 24 hours a day, seven days a week for, for months, probably. Um, listening to audiobooks like uh, The Power of Now, um, books by Ram Dass, books by Dr. Andrew Wheel Weil, um, however you pronounce his last name, I forget. Um, but that really, it, it threw me into awakening in a blink of an eye, um, which is kind of crazy. I realized that that's not how most people find uh, this way of life. Um, but after that, I realized that I, I want to help other people find this. Um, I think it's pretty rare to find it at such a young age. Um, and so what I do for work is uh, I wanted to help people find like enlightenment and um, coach them basically. Uh, but I didn't, I couldn't find a way to do that just by being like, let me help you. I don't know, love your life. I, I couldn't find that niche. Um, so I actually got pregnant um, and had a baby this past year and decided to jump into um, helping women achieve uh, the birth they want, um, basically through spiritual practices. Um, because birth is so spiritual and so next level. So that's kind of where I took um, my journey and my path. And it's interesting to see that you took yours and how, like what was going on in your life at that moment. And now that's what you're doing, helping other people. Yeah, amazing. Eckhart Tolle is a very big name in the personal development community, um, as is Ram Das. So they're definitely two people I'm familiar with. Um, now, before we get into exactly kind of what you do to, I guess, help those women give a, a spiritual birth, um, I wanted to talk to you for a second about your response to one of the questions I had posed about whether life is a game and so we should just 
play the game or get played. Um, and you had made um, a really interesting, uh, you had made some really interesting comments. So let me just, do you remember what they were, Kylie? Well, let's dissect your, um, your post, like, part by part, because you have, like, maybe even, like, six different, like, topics that are, like, so deep almost. Mm -hmm. uh, so the first being, like, life is a game, you play it or get played. Um, in my life, I guess, I've come to the belief that life absolutely is a game, and it's, it's for fun, and it's, it's a dance, and life shouldn't be about the destination, um, like a dance it's the dance you don't go pay and sit and watch a dance just for them to get to the last move to the ending point no you're there to watch the entire thing as it as it you know Unfolds. happens yeah and so that's how I see life also um, so it absolutely is a game um, but you're playing it whether you want to or not um, so it's not like play it or you get played it's like it's happening and you're along for the ride. Um, I guess you can say, you know, play it would kind of be like, just let it happen and, you know, see it for what it is and get played would almost be, um, I don't know, like going too much into your, your ego and not, not actually seeing it for what it really is. Cause in the end that's playing you by, uh, you know, not enjoying your life to a level that you're allowed to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your comment was actually the universe is where the gods play. What does that mean? What does that mean to so, you? So um, I actually named my daughter Leela, which is a, a Hindu concept. Uh -huh. um, the direct translation is uh, divine play. Wow. Um, so I actually see my whole view of God um, is basically that like, we are all God ourselves and we are all like one in it together. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I don't know. I just kind of see like earth as we know it and the lives that we live kind of like uh, we're puppets being played, but not in a bad way. Not that we have like no control over our lives, um, but just it's this beautiful dance and no one really knows where it's going or where it's ending. And the goal really is to just see it as that and to enjoy it, you know, moment for moment. Mm -hmm. Universe is where the gods play. <laughs> Did you come up with that? I think so. Yeah, probably. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm gonna post that in one of my meditations, and and it's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> a quote, especially from Kylie Banks. I um, love it. Let's let's also touch on um, the other topic that I had addressed, which was. What is harder, breaking free from society and from depression, or keeping um, managing to balance success and you know making it sustainable? So, yeah, you were so talking about how success is just a concept and a word, and I think that was like a little bit confusing to me because I understand it is a bit subjective, but yeah, we all you know measure our own success in, in our own way but then when we get it it can be very difficult to balance it and to keep it and you know i feel that myself going through the ups and downs and the waves of life um and trying to maintain that balance so do you have any advice yeah out there 
Well, the balance is an interesting thing because um, um, read the second part, not the read the second part of that sentence again that you wrote. Okay, so just for the listeners, I'll, I'll just read the post that I made. Okay. It was, what's harder, breaking free from depression, society, and medi- mediocrity to start fulfilling your purpose in life or actually experiencing success and then managing to balance it and appreciate it while making it sustainable? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting because in some ways you almost think that the first part has to happen first. You have to break free, mm. you know, of your, what's gripping you. Um really to to find success in any in any way um the word success is hard for me because um it's just kind of like an idea and in everyone's head it's it's different and even in my own head it's different day to day um so i actually try i it's weird but i try and make a switch to not even like use words like that in my language um because it's all dual so to have success, you ha- also have to have unsuccess. So you have to be unsuccessful. So that's the waves you're talking about. Mm. Um, so it's it's interesting. It's I've gone from experience, experience as this moment is success and this moment is unsuccessful to as just like, this is the moment and I'm not going to judge it because I'm not sure where it's going to lead me. So that's kind of where I'm at in the point of my thinking. Um, but it's interesting, like which one is harder? Um, I was lucky and, and had like an instead of judging success versus failure, we should just mm-hmm. be and just experience. Yes, and it but, seems so simple to say that, but it does, like, right? It can be really hard to, to, to understand that in a yes. practical sense because they experience something like they take a test and it doesn't go well for them. And they look at it like a failure or the teacher or the parent or the other students are looking at them like they're a failure. And then they do better on the test and they see success. Okay. Like they got yes. a better grade. Same thing with a relationship. You know, maybe the relationship failed or maybe it's going really well and they're you're measuring it against their yes. past experiences and against others' experiences. Exactly. Exactly. And, and let's take my situation for instance my marriage was failing i thought i was a failure i didn't realize it would literally be less than half a year and i would meet like my soul twin soulmate and we would go on to have this beautiful baby so like i prejudged that situation oh life sucks you know i'm getting divorced i'm only i don't know 26 but like little did I know if I would have just not judged and waited a little bit longer, I would have been like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Absolutely. Um, Ram Dass has a story. I might butcher it, but I really love it. But it's, um, there's um, these farmers and the farmer sends his son out uh, with a horse and the son loses the horse. And um, the neighbor comes over and says to the farmer, oh, what a shame, like your horse is lost. Oh, that sucks. And uh, the farmer says, we'll see. And the next day, the horse that they lost actually brought back a wild horse. So now they have two horses. And the neighbor comes over and says, wow, great, you have two horses. And the farmer goes, we'll see. And the next day, the son is riding this new wild horse, falls off and breaks his arm. Neighbor comes over, oh, that's such a shame. Your son broke his arm. 
Next day, the army comes by because they're drafting and they don't take the son because he has a broken arm. The neighbor comes over. Oh, that's so great. He had a broken arm. And so he's not going to the army. Um, so that's that's kind of... Is that the end of the story, though? <laughs> it's, I mean, you can't judge. And it's so freeing when you, like, let go of that. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. this is something that um, I see in a lot of people that they go out to take action, okay, whether it's starting a business or, you know, going on a date. Um, and they just don't value the small victories in the experience in and of itself. And so they go back to someone after and they say, oh, but th this excuse and, and this judgment and, and this, you know, inside is, is, is feeling pain and it's feeling rejection and it's feeling hurt mm -hmm. and feeling lack. Okay? You're not feeling enough in that moment. And you start to think that it's all about you and you start to think wait i need to improve i need to do this and that and this and that just to get better when in reality if you would just value what you've been through and look for the yeah. side and look for all those positives and all those lessons that you could have learned from that experience and it's no longer a failure it's no longer something that is going to hold you back. It's actually going to be the springboard that pushes you forward. Yes, absolutely. When you're at your lowest lows, just know that because you're low, you can experience your high. And if there weren't lows, there wouldn't be highs. And so know that just right around the corner could be the highest high you've ever had. Um, the greatest thing you've ever done. I think your coach Tom said something like, uh, when you see those negative thoughts or feelings like give them a hug and let them go appreciate them don't push them off you know let them be and let them go so beautiful well since you brought up tom let's jump into a second um to another one of the uh another one of the quotes that i had talked about and it was about genuinely caring about and helping others and in return yes. you're going to love yourself and so tom dropped a comment saying that that's a dominant expression okay mm -hmm. and and thomas likes talking about dominance and i think he even made a post on his facebook wall let me just check and it was about mm -hmm. how many people are going to really misinterpret this word dominance and they're cool. not really going to understand. So here's what it was. Um, just a few days ago, he said, don't obsess over the word dominant. Just being what you are, owning it is dominant. Be you. But for some reason, when you heard dominance, okay, you didn't understand like how that was relevant whatsoever. So what, what kind of thing? Yeah, I had never heard, heard it. The word dominance in that, in that context. Well, when I think what came to my mind first, I had just never heard it in that context. Yeah. What came to my mind first is if you're dominant, you have to be like dominant over something else. Mm -hmm. um, whereas this, whereas what Tom is getting at is more like uh, being the light and being the teacher and, and love basically and loving other people. And that's like the dominant, um, I don't know, characteristic. And that's really cool. It's, it's fun to explore that. 
Yeah, so Tom talks a lot about love. And I think in and of itself, he would say, you know, pain is love. Fear is love. Dominance, when you can show that to someone and do it from a good place, that can be accepted and that can be really, really appreciated and really valued on a deep level. Because I love it. there is something about dominance that is like a little bit taboo in the society. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and maybe we take the word dominance and take it to like a sexual tone when it doesn't always have to be like that. And I also, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't know that until I met Tom. So yeah, it's, it's like if you could be dominant in your speech and in your actions, well, how are other people going to see you? How are they going to respond to you? Okay. Instead of seeing you as maybe a threat or weak or, you know, trying to take something. No, you're owning your authority and and you're owning, I guess, your presence in that moment um, through dominance and through love. So, Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense a little bit. Um, I also have like the the belief that um, other people, what I see in other people is just like a reflection of my past and everything that's been, everything I've gone through in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, uh, I don't know, let's say like, we use like the word dominance when like you're teaching somebody, I don't know about love. And um, basically I'm making up in my brain, whether or not I think what I think about them, if I think they're learning, if I think they're not, if I think they think I'm a good teacher, if I, they think, I think I'm weaker than them, all of that. Even if they physically say like, you're weaker than me, all of that's in my brain because I could say, David, you're weaker than me. And those words mean nothing to you right now because we're having this conversation and it's just random. Um, So the fact that someone can say that to you and you're not offended and then someone could say it and it actually offends you because you know you're in a bad situation, that goes to show that words, it's, you make up what the words mean in your head based on the situation kind of. Um, So it's interesting. It's interesting to, to describe or basically like take into real, to account uh, relationships and things like that. Cause a lot of times I really just see it as a mirror for myself and what, what work I can do on myself um, as opposed to, you know, affecting other people. Well, I want to get into what you do in a second, but I first want to ask you a question, which yeah. it goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the conversation, which was, you were interested in, in becoming a coach, but you found it difficult to enter into a specific niche or make that commitment. And I want to know kind of, was there a stigma towards the coaching industry or was there something that was holding you back in your mind to not make that jump or what was the, the barrier in place there? I, so I wanted to be able to coach people physically mentally spiritually and I couldn't figure out how to market that mm-hmm. um because um, I also I have a, a belief that everyone is like you could do it on your own you're perfect on your own you may just need to like learn that 
you're good enough to do whatever you want. Um, but it was hard for me to like find a niche or a market that teaches, you know, spirituality, uh, physical health, mental health. Um, but then I, so I just kind of put on the back burner for a little bit, you know, I did lots of writing, um, um, but anyways, I put on the back burner and then when I got pregnant and had my kid, I realized that that is such a huge spiritual journey, um, mental journey and physical journey to go through that. And so it just like was a light bulb moment that that's, that's the work I need to do in my life. Um, so now that's what I do. Um, so yeah, so I'm a get into it. What do you do exactly? Yeah, I'm a trained doula. Uh, so a, a full spectrum doula. So a doula is a support person basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so I support uh, prenatally through birth, um, physical and emotional support, um, and then postpartum helping with uh, newborns. Um, I'm also doing a lot of uh, writing and like like program writing for like later in life stages. Um, so I'm writing programs for weaning baby off breast milk and weaning them to a solid food. And um, a little bit later down the line, I'm working on um, a project for basically like homeschooling, like preschool age and younger, like activities you can do with your, your children. And uh, basically and through every component, I kind of keep, well, my business is called The Autonomy Mommy. Okay. Um, and so autonomy is like at the core of everything I do. So I want people to choose for themselves um, and know that they're good enough to just make their own decisions and not have to explain anything to anybody. Um, so yeah, The Autonomy Mommy. I don't have a website yet, but I'm on all uh, platforms. So it's been a lot of fun. Now, what's the conventional approach? Because it, it sounds to me like you're taking a little bit more of an alternative approach. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So, so what's like the conventional. Conventional and, and what you're doing. Yeah. So honestly, like the conventional birth in our society is um, medically managed. Uh, you go to multiple appointments throughout your pregnancy at uh, your doctor's office. Uh, go to the hospital, have your baby. You kind of sit. You kind of just show up and say, "What are you doing to me today, doctor? <laughs> How are you going to birth my child for me? When are we going to schedule a cesarean? Things like that." Mm -hmm. um, so honestly, it's funny because the alternative mindset. And my approach is, you know, let's just go back 500 years and see how people were doing it back then. Um, because people did it. This is, you, we come from an entirely unbroken line of ancestors for, for billions of years. You know what I mean? Down to single cells. That's an unbroken line. So something had to work uh, naturally without all this intervention. Um, so I'm big on low intervention. I had a home birth. Um, we didn't do any uh, like prenatal appointments or anything like that, no ultrasounds. Um, and I'm not saying everyone should do that at all. I just think people should be educated so they can make their own choices without the uh, doctors or somebody else making the decisions for them. So, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and let's say someone wanted to find you. Um, maybe you could tell them where they could reach out. Absolutely. So I am at the autonomy mommy um, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, my email is uh, the autonomy mommy at gmail.com for now. Um, and yeah, I'm in Southwest Florida, but a lot of my work is just um, just online. So uh, hit me up. Okay, great. And 
One final question is, let's say someone wanted to change their life starting today. What do you think is maybe one action step that they could take? Maybe it's read a book or go and follow someone on YouTube or maybe it's do none of that. So my um, biggest, my number one thing in life mm -hmm. that I think can change the world are two things. Love everybody and tell the truth. Um, and you have to tell the truth when you say you love everybody. So seriously, just love everybody and uh, unconditionally and um, communicate and tell the truth and your life will change, absolutely change. I, I feel like it was meant to be that, you know, you started to um, interact with some of my posts and we were able to, you know, hop on this call. Um, and I feel like it's not the, the last time that we're going to talk. Um, and uh, it's just been really great catching up with you. So thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. That. You're welcome. Take care. Have a great day. All right. One sec.